Welcome back, guys. This is the seventh official episode of Undebatable. Yeah. My name is Michael. My name's Matthew. My name is Kerry Wayne Abel Jr. And you know the dealio, three brothers, we have a podcast. We give in our opinions. We know the truth. Keep listening. <laughs> Who wants to give the topic? Okay, the topic of today's episode is drum roll. <laughs> Who is the most underappreciated player in the NFL? Yeah, I can start off if I want. Go for it. All righty, guys. You all know who it is. Uh, Chew. Both hit the gym. How's your barber doing, bitch? <laughs> what did he say? Okay, I'm gonna go straight forward. I feel like the most unappreciated player is Brandon Cook. Multiple reasons. Back-to-back thousand-yard seasons. He's been on plenty of offenses and is still producing. He's consistent. He has a lot of people say he's a speedster. That's all he's used for. But I think it's more than just that. It's kind of hard that he's different years, that he's played with the Saints, that he's went to the Rams and the Patriots, and now with Houston, he's still doing good even with Davis Mills. I really think people don't give him enough credit as he deserves. He's played in a bunch of different types of offenses. He's had other either better receivers or against them or worse and he's still been either better or barely below examples his rookie season he had to start with the saints he got the first he was the first pick 20th pick i think he was behind jimmy graham and he was behind colston and he only got like 500 yards and a couple tds which yeah it's ass kind of but he's a rookie it's understandable he's like the third receiver but then as you go on his stats were increasing and then it came along with the Saints, and then they got Michael Thomas, so they didn't need him anymore, which is kind of sad and booty butt chins, but it's whatever. But if you look at his stats with the Saints, I told you about the first season, second season, 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns, 84 receptions, that's good. And then his last season with the Saints, he had about 78 receptions, 1,100 yards, and he had eight touchdowns. The Saints didn't want to pay him. He goes to the Patriots. He has another good season, 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. Same thing. Then the Patriots, they trade his ass. He goes to the Rams. Another, he has a 1,200-yard season, five touchdowns. Sadly, the next year he gets hurt. And then he goes to the Texans where he had an 1,100-yard season, six touchdowns. Yes, he did have Deshaun. I give him that. And then, But the thing is, he had Drew Brees at the end of his career. 2016, that was like his last probably good year. Drew Brees, as I'm saying. Then he went to Tom Brady, but then he had Jared Goff. And y'all know Jerry Goff. He's booty buns. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Brandon Cooks, with the stuff he was given, and then even like with the different teams, he had a, when he was with the Saints, it was Michael Thomas, Jimmy Graham. When he went to the Patriots, it was Gronk, and it was Edelman. When he went to the Rams, he had Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and then Houston, Samuel. he had Will Fuller. It's just, I think out of every year he's played, he's been consistent. He's good. I truly think he's unappreciated. He's never made a Pro Bowl, too, and that's fucking crazy. I think he's pretty good. Why do you think he keeps getting traded? Because I think there's always either his injuries is a big reason. Well, with the Saints, he got traded because he wanted money and he wanted the ball more. But if you have Thomas, why would you need another one if you have Thomas? And we spread the ball. It doesn't go around. The Patriots, he did go to the Super Bowl with him. 
I'm quite, I don't, you know what's crazy to me? Maybe Belichick decided, well, we have, still have Gronk and we still have Edelman and we have like Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola. Why do we need Cooks too? Well, they didn't want to pay him all Yeah, that too. Much. That's what I'm saying. No one wants to pay him. I just, it's, I just find it crazy that like Brandon Cooks can be a starter for a team. He can. He, he's the number one slash two. Um, and then with the Rams, I think they already had too many receivers. They, why would they pay? It's just so crazy. They had all three of those. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Time. But And he's played with Jared Goff and he did that good. And you just got to look at it. I just feel like no one, when people think of Brandon Cooks, they think of him as like a top 30, maybe even below that. I just, I feel like he's he's a starter on the team. He deserves more credit where credit's due. He, yeah, he's been doing good with the Houston Texans with David fucking Mills. Who the fuck is that guy, dude? Who the fuck? Like, come on. But yeah, that's my personal opinion. I think Brandon Cooks is unappreciated. The Texans should trade his ugly ass. They should. A they shot. should. And he should go to a Somewhere team. Somewhere Imagine if he went to the Ravens. That or, could be a good receiver. Or to the Packers. Or, uh, imagine the Packers. Or back to the Saints. <laughs> no, Just don't do saying. that. Who that? Why the fuck you You're looking for all those wide receiver needy teams. I mean. Well, we'll see. But what do y'all have to say? Who do y'all think? I mean, I, I can go next. I mean, I agree with on Matthew's point. He is underappreciated. Um, me, this is just, you know, I, I was doing thinking. But um, I'm not going to lie. If it wasn't for fantasy football, I would never have known or how important this person was. But I, I think uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Who the fuck is that guy? And I was I was like that first. But uh, after, like, uh, reading up about him and all that stuff, he started his career drafted in the fifth round in uh 2012 to the Bengals, you know, and the Bengals are loaded with people. You know, they had AJ Green, Muhammad Sanu, Tyler Eifert. You know, they had the running back committee. Uh, at that time, when he went there, they made it to the you know playoffs like twice, but after that, they started tanking and all that stuff. But the time he was there uh, at the Bengals for the three seasons, you know, his first year was only 200 yards, but his second and third year. 700 yards, 10 touchdowns, 800 yards, four touchdowns. That's a good. And then free agency happened. But the Bengals didn't want to pay him. So he wound up signing with the Lions. When he signed with the Lions, they also signed Golden Taint. They uh, drafted uh, Eric Ebron. You know, they had, you know, Kenny Galladay in the future. And he did really well with the the Lions. Um, Even when Kenny Galladay got hurt, he stepped up and he put up good points. And his years at the Lions, you know, again, you don't really hear much about him. But uh, fourth year, 900 yards, four touchdowns. Fifth year, 1,100 yards. uh, Snub from the Pro Bowl. Nine touchdowns, too, that year, too. Sixth year, uh, 500 yards, five touchdowns, but he was injured. Uh, Seventh year, uh, 775-9. Eighth year, 975-9, Pro Bowl snub. So he had a good career at the Bengals. He had a good career uh, with those years with the Lions. Uh, He finished the Lions career. He left the Lions as the third all-time receiving touchdowns in history with 35, you know. And now his first year with the Jaguars, I mean, he's got Trevor Lawrence. He started off hot, uh, but right now he— He had a couple cold games, but the most recent game he went off. You know what I know? Have him in fantasy, everyone. (laughs) Like, for me, it's like you don't ever hear anything positive about him. And people can argue, well, Kerry, he's just— you know, that second, third receiver. I don't value him at, at that at all. I think he's a number two above average receiver with playmaking one abilities. He just never got the chance to be on that team to be a number one receiver. That's yeah, kind of his fault, though. No, uh, but, but no, because you have to think about the people who was starting against. Okay, imagine you got AJ Green and Tyler Eifert on one side. People are going to pick them. No, I know that, but you you're have not, Kenny Galladay. They're going to pick him, dude. But you think know? about it, Mike. I'm not saying that, though. I'm saying 
He chose to go to the booty bun lines that we all know is not good, even with Matthew Stafford, and right? I, and I agree with you with that. And, but then, and even and imagine him going from there to the Jacks. He could have went. I bet you he 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 must have gotten paid at the Jacks. I don't even know how much he makes, but I guarantee he's making. He good. did get a good bit, but I'm saying, imagine if he would have went to a contender, right? And, yeah. Like and the Baltimore Ravens have a whole different value it's on it. It's just them. crazy to me because it's like it reminds me of Marcus Colson in a way. Because like Marcus Colson re-signed with the Saints a couple of times. He could have left to go somewhere else. And he knew how good he was. And he knew he, how good Drew Brees was too, though. And the thing was he was content. He wasn't like all about me. He didn't have that ego. The same thing was with Marvin Jones. He didn't care about like he felt like and I feel like that with free agents out there when they go to a different team and we're like, come on, that's a booty ass. Why go to the Lions? But then the Lions paid. are rebuilding Golden Taint. They've been rebuilding there. for like the I, whole I know, but you think and you get a stacked up offense that something would commit. Look at look at Kenny Galladay. He assumed going to the Giants because they were signing all these people and everyone's coming back injured, they're going to be a good team. Y'all are the only ones that thought that was going to be good. But I think Kenny Galladay, it may be different though. And I'm not going to lie. I still, besides him being on the Giants, I think Kenny Galladay is a good receiver. And I'm not going to lie, him with the uh, Lions, he was good. Like he was a good, whenever he played, he put up what he needed to do. I just think some people don't have connections. Hashtag Odell Beckham and Baker. Thank you. The last thing I just want to say with him is what made him unique that I noticed is his height. He's a six foot two receiver. Yeah. He ran a 440. I mean, um, he has great route running skills. He's separation. He was known for running the sidelines, making those catches. Crazy catches, too. And the other thing was, like, what his route running and his vision, he could separate mid route and just connect with the quarterback and just go into a completely different direction and throw the cornerbacks off. That's what made him deadly. He's known for catching 10-yard-plus passes all the time in clutch situations. So he's not your typical wide receiver that's going to catch, like, you know, your 1,500 yards or whatever. He is your clutch red zone guy, and that's like what Tyler he's known Lockett. for. That's so, come I mean, on. He's like a taller Tyler Lockett. So, I mean, like, uh, that's why I think he's just underappreciated. It's because you don't ever hear about him. I would have known he would have put up all those, you know, stats until, you know, I played fantasy. I'm like, damn, this dude's actually really good, and he's always done me well, but, you know— He's just, 31 years old. and I just think there's always been a bigger name against him. Like across from that's why he has got that knowledge. Yeah. The people are like, oh, my God, he's good. Well, you know, it and just if happens. if you're good enough, you're going to. But that's what I'm saying. When you have learn. another name but across from you, when no one's going to When he was putting care. up those 900, 1,000, 1,100 yards at the Lions, uh, same thing. Golden Tank was putting up equal numbers alongside him. So you had two well, people Tate's doing. More. But I'm, I'm just saying, identical numbers pretty much yeah, side yeah, to yeah. side. So, I mean, you got two receivers putting that up. It's like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods last year doing all that stuff. It's like when you had Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. Like, yeah. you're going to have those, but that's pretty much it for him. But, uh, Mike, what do you think? Uh, who's who's your the most, most underappreciated yeah. person? Mine's tough. Who do you know? <laughs> <It is. laughs> this guy's a fucking comedian. Carrie, quit your day job, bitch. Yeah. How's your barber doing? Look at girl. No, but on a serious note, mine's kind of difficult because he, like, there's... The ones they've picked are actually like lower, like on ranking lists and stuff like that. I feel like yours my, must be like a saint. Like, like a I cool just want to say my wide receiver is a top thirty for the past like seven, eight years in a, out of all the receivers. I get it. I'm just saying, keep going. I think Cooks is better than him though. Keep going. He's ranked a little bit higher. Michael Thomas, I feel like, is very underappreciated. What did he say? And I, th- it, it, it started a couple of years ago. Explain. back when he had his like greatest season of all time. Like lift your mic up, hit. son. 
Yeah, bro. Talk into it. Talk into the mic. Test. Yeah, bitch. I'm gonna say it with my chest. But Michael Thomas. Shit. Fuck, man. (laughs) Cut it. Cut (laughs) it. Michael Thomas has been very unappreciative, and I'm explaining why. When he had his first season with us, and he was really successful, all people really known him as Slant Boy and Slant Man, and all these things. Bitch. Yeah. To me. It never really made sense because what fans try to do is they try to take a player's best attribute and take it away and say, well, if this person didn't do this, they would be nothing. And to me, that makes no sense because we could do that with every player in the history of the league and take a best quality or a best ability and take it away and just see how it changes them. You know what I mean? But to me, these stats I found that were interesting is all of his routes that weren't slants in his 2019 season which was his healthy season the last time he was fully healthy um catches without slant routes 119 he was first yards 1400 yards first um his receiving grade was 90 it was third amongst all receivers his receiver rating was sixth explosive plays anything 15 yards or more he was second yards per route run 2.9 he was first he was still first to sixth in all these major categories without slants. So you can't – I feel like the bigger picture of him always gets taken away. It's just like Lamar with the running back shit, dude. Route. I just think it's kind of whack. And now, even though he's been hurt for the last couple of years, and I get why he can't be in the top couple of receivers, like top three, but I think it's really disrespectful not to even have him, like, top five. Like, to have him in the bottom ten, like – there's no way that some of these receivers that they're ranking above them, like Allen Robinson or like Justin Jefferson, like even though these are great receivers, he was the best in the league, league offensive player of the year, 2019. Great it's like everybody forgot about skills. it. Yeah, and he can run. He's he can catch his like his catch percentage is and a lead amongst. We've them never bodies. seen him with a QB like we had his years with Drew was Drew's last. We've never seen him with a competent deep route. QB who can throw the ball deep. We people, never people like tend to say too is that Drew Brees made him because Drew Brees his accuracies would let him to be that great. But my thing is, if slants are so easy, or if the short and even though short to intermediate routes is his like forte, yeah. If it's so easy, why can't everybody do it? That's why I ask everybody because everybody says, "Oh, well, he's only succeeding because of this or only because of that." But if it's that easy, then do it. Everybody should be able to do it, and they can't. And that's the whole point. I'm not saying that he's undervalued, like just like like Marvin Jones and um, Brandon Cooks is kind of like a different discussion. But it just breaks my heart to see all of these people just spit blasphemy around. And I know Michael Thomas isn't perfect, but I think when he comes back this year, I think he's going to expose everybody and show show the whole world that what he was like or what he's going to be because he can grow with Jameis. He's still yeah. young. I don't think it's going to be probably this year. I think this year they're going to slowly put him back in. But maybe closer to the next year, we're going to see the true him. I want him to be healthy. I hate seeing receivers playing hurt. Even though he's going to come back from an injury, he's still not going to be healthy. They're going to slowly. Like we just forgot about him. I know. I think that sucks too. But at the end of the like day, Odell. Dude, that used to be a debate: Odell versus Michael Thomas. That was Shut such the fuck an up, y'all. In hindsight, point blank, Marvin Jones, his peak is above average. That's his peak. Brandon Cooks could play at not a top five level, at a top ten, top fifteen level. Brandon Cooks can do that. Michael Thomas, K- 
can play as a top three level. He still could if his injuries don't fuck him like some other receivers who came back with hurt QBs on the Cleveland Browns. You fucking bitch. Okay, as I was saying. That's how I feel about that. Brandon Cooks, I feel bad. I hope you get traded to a good team. You deserve it. This is a tougher conversation to have because there's so many players who, like, I feel like most of the players in the league are, like, ranked about right. It's just some get overlooked because the thing is, if you're not winning, nobody really gives a fuck. That's the truth. That's the truth, too. But you know what? That's not true, too, Fact. because Brandon that's Cooks. why a bunch of Pro that, Bowls fucking snobs happen. Well, no, snobs, yeah, that's what happens, too. Because snobs. Snobs. <laughs> snob. What the fuck snob is... Snob on my knob. What the fuck is that guy? No, he like... That fucking snob. Yeah, it's the crazy, too. Noob. Brandon Cooks never went to a Pro Bowl. That's fucking crazy and stuff. Marvin Jones, we already know he didn't go to Pro Bowl. What about your guy? Michael Thomas has. But it's like, isn't that crazy? Just like Colson, he's never went to a Pro Bowl, but he's had decent seasons. But it's all about the fucking names. Evan Ingram, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck is that guy? That's his tight end. But yeah, um, but who out of all three of the receivers do, do y'all think? Is most unappreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that it's probably not no, going to be Michael you, Thomas. I don't think it's him. I honestly, I think... Cooks, the reason why I truly think it's Cooks is because Cooks has done a lot. Even though his peak wasn't as high as Thomas, Cooks has done a lot with a lot of different teams, a lot of different strategies. I just feel like he de- he deserves to get some type of appreciation. You no, know, the thing is, that's true. I feel like I just think Michael Thomas deserves a lot more respect. Maybe appreciation even the world. I just think he deserves more respect for the world. Like I just think he deserves that. But you I know why they're not? That. Because if Michael Thomas wasn't so what's that word controversial if he was just normal like if he i know i truly feel like that fucked up his reputation remember that thing with Devonte parker on instagram yeah that was dumb he shouldn't even tried that yeah that really him being controversial fucked his whole yeah, no. why people look at him and like he crying like with his first couple of years he was normal but guess what y'all can't guard him still well booyah who's that guy oh, wait who's that guy that um Remember the Bucks championship? It was like the playoff game. Who was that guy? Andrew something who stopped him, but he had like a broken ankle. Who was that guy who he stopped Michael Thomas, the cornerback? Y'all not know? And Tony something? Y'all don't fucking know? Is Matthew fucking saying words? <laughs> this dude fucking belligerent? Oh my God. I, mean, the, 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 I don't remember. Your car's breaking down, bitch, and you drive a Honda Civic, and he doesn't have the airbags. The airbags are going to deploy, bitch. You're in bitch, debt. I'm in debt, but I'm living my life luxury, bitch. <laughs> Fuck right. you. Don't matter. But also, way, though. I want to let everyone know, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for commenting. All the haters out there, fuck you. We're going to fuck what you do. We just want to throw this out there. Uh, starting next week, we're going to start having some guests on. Yeah, we are. going to name who because it's going to be a very big surprise. And we'll kind of post it on Instagram, giving you all little hints and stuff. But it's going to be really exciting and really fun. And also, I will be posting clips on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, I want y'all to see these moments where I fucking roast these losers. I want y'all to see the laughter that we have. And when Carrie talks, everyone does this. Or we say, who the fuck is that guy? But yeah, at the end of the day, we appreciate y'all. How do y'all feel? Um, I just want to say, Marvin Jones, um, if you're watching, um, don't forget to subscribe, like, ring the bell for new episodes. Uh, Listen to me. I just want to say you are the... NFL's most under, you know, appreciated player. And what I just the fuck say, did he? What did he Matthew say? Matthew needs to wear a bra. Michael knows nothing. And finally, let's go, Brandon. What the fuck? We're canceled.
We're fucking wild. Fuck, man. Let's go. Thank you, everybody. Carrie's ball calls Barber. We want a barber. Dun 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 dun.